Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Friends, what an amazing story we have today. We continue in the first book of Samuel. We're in chapter 4, and we find the Philistines gather for an attack on Israel. And Israel goes down to engage them in battle, and they lose. And they lose in a big way. If you imagine for those times, um, they lose 3,000 people. So they're asking themselves, after they lose 4,000 people, why has the Lord permitted us to be defeated by the Philistines? They're wondering, right? They're the chosen people. So what happened? So what do they do? They fetch the Ark of the Lord and they go into battle. They bring the, the Ark and you hear them screaming and the two sons of Eli are are there and they're screaming so loudly that the Philistines are wondering, hey, what's that? And you hear them tell the story. This is the, these are the guys that had all that trouble happen for the Egyptians, right? Isn't that what the, the group that created all those plagues and pestilence? And, and they begin to tremble. They're really scared. But they go to battle. What do you think happens? Instead of losing 4,000, they lose, they lose 30,000 foot soldiers. It is a disastrous defeat. And on top of all of that, the Ark of God is captured and the two sons of Eli die. So it seems bringing the Ark to the camp has caused no different result. In fact, a much worse result. How are we to understand this, friends? You have to, and uh, you have to look at the context of what happens. The Israelites had a covenant with God, and a covenant is a two-way street. It means God is supposed to do what He said He's going to do to help them, to protect them, to uphold the sacredness of their covenant, but the people have to do the same thing. And the Israelites had forgotten. They were no longer holding their end of the bargain, meaning they lost their ways, they became interested in the ways of the world. And the sons of Eli, the, these two sons, had done all kinds of bad things. And they're bringing the ark for show, but not because they truly have the presence of God in the midst of their lives. And this is us, friends, when we become interested in the rituals or look at something 
that is from God, almost as an amulet, you bring it into a situation and you want that to change what's happening. But God wants a real relationship and he will not settle for a halfway. And so bringing the Ark of the Covenant to this fight without having a true relationship with God was like mocking God. What does this psalm tell us today? Psalm 44, redeem us, Lord, because of your mercy. When we see somebody fall down as hardly as the Israelites have fallen down, we can have compassion for ourselves and those around us that may falter against us or when we we do something against God. We can say with Psalm 44, redeem us, Lord, because of your mercy. We have been cast off sometimes and we can ask, Lord, we want to renew our relationship with you. Forgive us for not doing what we must do. Don't hide your face, Lord. Find us because our bodies are pressed, we're bowed down, and our enemies are surrounding us. The first chapter of Mark takes us to another leper that comes and kneels before Jesus and says, if you wish, you can make me clean. And we find the emotion of pity in Jesus who stretches out his hand, touches the leper, which is a bold, courageous move because immediately you would become unclean and says, I do will it be made clean. What a contrast with the first reading where the Ark of the Covenant, which is the sacramental presence of God, is not really making a difference in battle because the people are not connected with God. And this leopard who is disconnected from the community ritually because nobody can touch him and he cannot touch anyone. He cannot even live in the same city. He's outside of the city limits. They tended to live in caves or near the tombstones, right? Jesus, moved by pity at their request, touches him. And the leprosy leaves him immediately and he's made clean. How is your faith faring? I am asking the Lord to increase my faith that I can be just like that to reach out to him and believe that what I know is my inheritance, what I ought to do or have because the Lord wants the best for us. is not being stopped by my mediocre thinking or because I've attracted thoughts that prevent me from truly experiencing what God has for my life. What does Jesus do? He warns him sternly, not just a warning, but a stern warning, and dismisses him saying, do not tell anyone. Just go to the priest, offer the cleansing, or do the offer for the cleansing that is prescribed. And what does the leper do? Does he heed Jesus? No. He goes away making it public for everybody, so much so that Jesus can no longer enter any town openly. You must wonder, why is Jesus saying don't do this? We've heard him do the same thing for some of the miracles that just happened recently, right? But the leper is very happy and doesn't listen to the Lord. And now we find that the Lord has to remain outside in deserted places. It's almost like Jesus has become the leopard, that people are coming to him from everywhere, but he cannot enter the town. 
Oh, Lord Jesus, we acted the same way in the Ark of the Covenant story as we did with you. We take our own understanding and our own way, and we don't listen to what your Father in heaven tells us. So, friends, let us go to the throne. Father Almighty, you preach the gospel of the kingdom. You cured every disease. Jesus, come and save us. Have mercy on us, Father. Today we pray very specially for everybody in our circle of friends who is sick, anybody who is in the hospital like one of our dear friends, the daughter of one of our dear friends. We pray that angels may come to those that are sick and in need, those that need something fixed, something cleansed, something removed, Father. In the name of Jesus, we ask that anything that is out of alignment in our friends or family members who are sick is aligned like it happened for the leper, Father, who wanted cleansing and you extended your hand to touch him, Father. Extend your hand to touch us, Jesus. Extend your hand to touch our health, our relationships, our finances, our dreams, all the things you've entrusted at entrusted us with father make everything blossom in the name of jesus amen hello this is sofia fonseca de niño and i welcome you to this inner room you can find us on facebook twitter and instagram under the inner room emotions in the bible and we would love to hear your questions your ideas or your comments thank you for joining us today